Welcome to Embers and Wind. Are you feeling a calling to serve? What if answering this calling unleashes from deep within you leadership potential? I'm your podcast host, Keith Weedman. Blended three decades experience with knowledge from multiple disciplines to unleash hidden potential in others. In this weekly podcast, my distinguished guests and I will share what fuels us and how we serve. You will feel a gentle wind on the embers of service that glow within you. You will receive kindling for your capabilities and knowledge to build skills. You can utilize this gentle wind to ignite the kindling. You will be guided to do this for people you lead and serve. You can apply what you learn with people you love. Get ready to feel the gentle wind. Jesse Liu is the founder of Digital Parenting Coaching. As a mother of four and a cybersecurity expert, she has to face the task, the same task as all parents, which is rearing safe and responsible digital children. We live in the digital era, and hence we need new skills to parent our children with screen electronic devices with internet access. She's been able to help parents stop their child's screen addiction, reduce their screen time. As a result of the digital parenting programming, parents can empower their children to use electronic devices responsibly and stay safe online while building a better relationship with their children. She also holds multiple certifications in her cybersecurity work and has been awarded CREA Global Awards 2021 for her outstanding work in digital parenting. The title of this episode is Nurture Your Child's Screen Habits. Please join me in welcoming Jesse Liu to Embers and Wind. Welcome, Jesse. Thanks, Keith, for inviting me into this podcast. I'm so happy to be on this podcast and actually share with your audience. Your introduction is very interesting. Please share some more about how you became passionate about coaching parents to help their children solve screen addiction. I didn't aspire to be a parenting coach. So how it actually got started is because of my background. I'm graduate in computer science and my husband is also in IT. So two of us, we know that the internet is very dangerous. All these smartphone devices are very addictive. Part of the size, we also study how to yes. get users to love to use your apps. We know it's very addictive. It's definitely not suitable for children. So I think for my first eldest daughter, Swen, she didn't get to use the iPad, the smartphone, tablets, in the very early age, she's seven, eight years old. She was always complaining, Ah, oh, my friend got it. I even got it. <laughs> so she, yes. she got like kind of jealous. In year 2020, when pandemic came, COVID came, my country announced a lockdown. I realized one thing. My children have to be with the screen all the time. Yes. Because like or don't like, the school has pivoted to online. They also go to some, uh, we call it tuition center. Tuition center is very popular in Asia. They also have to go to 
online because they are not allowed to operate in their premise. We used to send the kids there and they teach the kids in their in their center. Then they are stuck at home. Then I realized that, oh shit, I have to do something because if I don't do something, I know soon or later, my kids will become someone else's kids, just like all the kids who are addicted. Yes. If you go to a restaurant in my country, I think it's also mm-hmm. same for a lot of countries. You go to rest any restaurant's family, they are on the streets. Father, mother, daughter, and son. Yes. To me, this is this is kind of sad because I felt that dinner time. You know, we are living in a very busy world. Yeah. You know, I'm working. My husband is working, and sometimes the time that you can connect with your children could be the dinner time. And this is the time that you should spend connecting, not yes. connecting on the phone. And we saw that many of my friends actually struggling with their child right. screen addiction, <laughs> screen time. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to use it. So I say, no, I don't have that. You know, I back then they, when they complained to me, I say, I don't have that problem. I don't allow them to use. I don't want my children to be the same. So I figured out I need to work something. So I decided to put everything I know. Of course, with my advantage of like cybersecurity, I know that that is not safe and I know what I should do. And because of one of my friends, she called me. We have a chat. It's actually a random chat. We didn't discuss about that. And suddenly, she just shared with me that uh, she was fighting with her teenager son. I think that time is like 12 years old to fight to snatch back the smartphone because of her son's addiction to the smartphone. Yes. Then I was like shocked. Because it's a physical fight. And she was telling me I was really shocked. Physical fight for the phone. Right. And of course, I, I, I just talked to her, understand what's her problem and what has happened. And then I realized that I can see where's the problem. And then I got her something. And then after that, I thought, maybe this is something that I could offer to the world. And this is how it was started. Well, I'm really glad you did. Tell us more about how this became such a prevalent problem all over the world. Most parents didn't know that because I was equipped. I know that the internet is dangerous. I know that smartphones are addictive, right? I was really trying to prevent. But a lot of parents, they do not think of prevention. They just pass and then wait. And until it become a problem, then only they say, oh, I have a problem. <laughs> And then uh, some of them, they try to solve on their own. Some got worse. The addictions just get, it's a big disconnect. Some, they manage to limit and control their child's screen time. And I think it also depends on your child's age. Let's say your child is young. It's just easier to control and limit. You just take away the device. Right. But uh, as they grow older, it could be tough, especially when they are in the teenagers. Now, the other side of the problem, when I was growing up, cell phones didn't exist. Now we both have smartphones and we can understand how it's so addictive. There's something you know from your work that I didn't know until you and I chatted for a few minutes before we started this recording. And that is that some companies intentionally want to get people addicted. Yes, yes. Because if you actually see, right, because 
uh, you know, most of the apps we have right now, are they free? Yeah. Most of it is free. And only selective is paid. Like if you want to use Microsoft Office, you have to pay. It. Unless you just want to view, then it's free. So, and, and why Microsoft could actually use it? Because it's actually boys to, you have to use it because it's due to your work. And those people who want to use Microsoft Word is either for your work or for their school. It's actually for a bigger purpose. Right. And that's why they can actually demand a fees. Okay, so if you want to use my Microsoft Office, you have to pay for a small fees. And yes. people are happy to pay. It. And for, as for you, you also happily paid for the kind of service. But a lot of apps here are free. And when it's free, it's not free. <laughs> you are actually paying with your data. So the first thing is you have to recognize that you are paying with your data. It's not free. But you have to strike a balance that before, you know, because now the internet is such, if you don't want to give away your data, you have to be just disconnected totally from the internet world. <laughs> Mm -hmm. right because when you use google when you google will track you google will know who you are right and, and things true with facebook and instagram too yes facebook and instagram and you know there's two things happening and you know how they get paid is one of it is through advertisement and the second thing is also about the the company evaluation you know the company may not be making such a lot of money, mm -hmm. but because of the data they are holding, the company valuation gets very, very high. And if you actually look at social media, it's actually a billion dollar industry. Video games as well. Mm -hmm. And we are also talking about metaverse. Not yet, not yet billion, but soon. So, and the key is to get as many users to be on the platform as much as they can. And therefore, the valuation of the companies can go and they can sustain. Because our social media, all these internet companies, the, co the competition is very stiff. Mm -hmm. One day you could be high, another day you could be low. And maybe you are out of the business. Mm -hmm. So is is yes, they I, I think there's a lot of like regulations and you know, all these companies they are trying to to do something but there's also there's much they can do we as the consumer we as the users we have to play our part one thing that comes to my mind is certainly smartphones need to be managed yes yes we we definitely need to manage the our smartphone use because this is only a tool Mm -hmm. if you are start addicted by it and you're just consuming online all the time right who is the tool now? You or the smartphone? It's one thing for a parent who's a sophisticated adult to rationalize this. It's another thing for a child. Yes, yes. You you can actually ask the child to rationalize all this because I think number one, they are still their brain is still developing and they don't have the kind of experience to actually digest what's happening and all that. Therefore, parents has to step in to to help them to regulate their screen time. That makes sense. What are the devices do parents need to be concerned about their children becoming addicted to? I think we have to actually really understand where one addiction actually comes from. You know, like, you know, it's, it's just like, 
like I said, tools, you know, all these smartphones, video games are tools. You know, if they're actually used in a good way, it's not the problem. You know, smartphones, if you actually look at the smartphone positively, right, it's good. You know, back then, you know, uh, if let's say 10 years ago or maybe 20 years ago, you and I couldn't be meeting each other at the hope of this Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. And you, you, you were actually very expensive for me to hope on a call with you 20 mm. years ago. Right. And now this is this is at a very fraction little of course because we are you are using a paid Zoom, which is you paid monthly subscription fees, but it's actually a very fraction of the cost. Yes. Right? What tips, yes. What tips can you share for a parent to help their child overcome a screen addiction problem? I think the first thing is, you know, like the parents have to actually step in. You know, and don't wait until the addiction comes in only say, oh, I have to do something. And many times that you, you know, because overcome addiction is hard and you will have to go through the pains and tears to overcome that because okay. your child is in pain, you are in pain as well. You know, any parents, you know, who listen to this will be able to resonate with you. Your child fall down, he's bleeding. Who is in pain? He's in pain. But you too, you are also in pain. Right? right? So don't wait until to the addictions and only want to work on it. Start doing it when you before you pass the device to your children. Yes. Really talking about boundaries, true? Yes, yes. Number one is also, I uh, have uh, three steps. Number one is really to set a boundaries with the screen or the smartphone or the internet. Because like anything in our life, right, you have to set boundaries. Like even for our food, you know, if we don't set boundaries with our food, we will start consuming things that we really like. And one of the things we like, ice cream, chocolates, yes. junk foods, right? These are the things we like. All these sugary fried things, you know, all these are delicious food. But are they good for our health? Probably not. No. <laughs> no, definitely No. Not. Yeah. As you consume it, long time enough you know you will not get the pain or the problem when you first take your first ice cream or maybe if you won't take every day you take the ice cream you will not feel the pain but to a point that when your disease come in like you know because of the the consumption of so many sugary things you become diabetic and you're diagnosed with diabetic then right. you start to have the problem which the problems actually came years later. And you can't only start to deal with it. Okay, I got the kidney disease. What should I do now? That is it's not prevent anymore. Now you are tackling the problem right. and you have a bigger problem to deal with. So the rightfully is actually to do it, set boundaries with you know, the, the screens or the internet so that you know that this is the boundaries. I'll just use it and the smartphone and the internet is the tools. Even if I choose to indulge it longer, I have made a conscious decision that I want to indulge it longer. It's, it's used with intention and mindfulness, which is the totally opposite. Many people are mindlessly consuming the screen. They just keep scrolling, 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 scrolling. Yes. And sometimes if you have no idea what you're scrolling about and what is so interesting. And it's actually so bad that I see 
and my country, you know, sometimes I go to cashier mm -hmm. and maybe the grocery is actually a bit empty. It's, it's, the, it's not the peak time. The cashier was just looking at the smartphone and she was like scrolling, waiting, watching the video. I think she's actually watching the video and she mm -hmm. was like looking at me like that. You know, I passed the things and she's supposed to do it very fast, right? She just needs to scan, pop, 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 mm -hmm. tell me how much and I pay, right? She was just looking at the screen, wait, and slowly. And luckily, I only have one and there's no queue behind, right? But if not, then people will be get frustrated. Your mention of eating challenges and comparing that with screen addictions, it reminds me of in the United States, there's a lot of people who are obese. And the reason they're obese typically involves poor eating habits. When you're obese, you, you will just lead a lot of other problems. And there's a lot of, like, now we're also talking about the food addiction. And the food addiction is also back to, you know, a lot of the food manufacturers. They are also trying to take my food as much as you can. <laughs> and they put more things. They just came up with new flavors. Ah, this is good. I'll add on this yes. flavor, this flavor, this flavor, this flavor. It becomes so, so yes. good that you have to consume this. Focusing on internet and gaming, are there specific games that are more addictive than others today? When I was growing up, mm. we didn't have computer games. We actually had pinball games, and that was quite addictive. Then when my kids were growing up, we had Nintendo, and there was a game called Mario, and we had to monitor how much time our children spent playing Mario. How are things different today? How can they be more addictive than they were before? Yes, yes, definitely. And and also because the smartphone, you know, like the Nintendo back then, it has to tie to a device. You know, you don't have a lot of Nintendo lying in the house. I guess that you yes. only have one set and that set right. is actually tied to a specific place, to a TV, maybe in your living hall or maybe in a special room. I don't know. Right. We used to have one TV in the house back then. Okay. Yeah. So you it's tied to a device right. and it's actually huge. It's not mobile. But okay. now times are different. The mobile phones are mobile. You can bring it to even the toilet if you want to. <laughs> Especially right? with your smartphone. <laughs> yes, yes. Even smartphone or even tablets. Tablets are very mobile. It's just that they are bigger, but they can, you know, the yes. children, if let's say they want to bring to the mall, they want to bring it when they want to go out, it's still possible because it's it's a very small piece of like, maybe if, uh, you know, I, I don't know the size, but it's just 11 inch or 12 inch kind of the device, which is still very mobile. So definitely it becomes very addictive and very mobile. You can bring right. it anywhere, anytime <laughs> you like, and you can even yes. bring it to your bedroom and actually stare at it until the rest of the night not sleeping at all. And then most children have a smartphone today. Yes. And then when you don't set the boundaries, children just consume and they actually even sacrifice their sleep. And they are just so consumed by this, the smartphone, all the things. Because, you know, it's just, it's just a life full of curiosity, a life full of fun adventures. Because the internet is like, it's a fantasy world. Yes, it definitely right. is. It's a, it's a gateway to the fantasy world. 
And for children, it's like, oh, with this device, I'm actually going to Disneyland every day. Before you give your child a smartphone, you want to set boundaries. What other tips can you share to prevent addiction problems? Okay, so I, I want to actually share about this because I think that this is the common mistakes that most parents did. Because there are three ways. I always tell about there are three ways to do with our child with the screens. Because when it's, it's just a child with the screens and there are three ways to do about it. So the first way is I call screen-free parenting. Sometimes it's just very simple. If you don't want that problem, just remove it. And you period, your problem already solved. You don't have such headache and all that, right? Right. Yeah, so and but the challenge about screen free parenting is you yourself you have to to reach what you you want. You can just turn you are addicted to the phone all the time, but you'll tell no, you are not having it at all. And it causes like a imbalance in the family. Mom, what you're doing? You're on the screens and I'm living a, a, alone, I'm not sure what to do. Right. And they could start to have the craving to have the screens. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in order for this model to, to be successful, you have to preach, you have to plan a lot of indoor and outdoor activities. And you can only do so much until, you know, to the child's age, you know, because by, I think by 13 years old, at least in a secondary school in Malaysia, most, many children already have smartphone. Right. Yeah. I think in United States, it could be 100%. <laughs> because it's close, children probably. Are, yeah, I could probably I think here not everyone in secondary school have a smartphone but I guess that at least 80-90% but in states I might guess it's 99% or 97% at least right probably pretty high yes I agree and Most children have a smartphone and those that don't whine to their parents everybody else has got one why don't I have one <laughs> yes right so, so there's the time that you can only do screen parenting to the point that it's not working anymore because your child will say, everybody got that. I'm the old person. I didn't have it, right? And they were just complaining and just longing for it. So mm -hmm. that's the first one. The second one is what I call the limiting and controlling the screen time. Because of the internet is like a gateway to another world. And there's so much happening on the, the other world. Mm -hmm. You know, even... Even my background as a cybersecurity specialist, like I even couldn't cope with that. And there's just too much of contents. There's just too much of new things or new threats because it's just happening very fast. Do you know that in every day, there are millions of viruses released every day? Mm -hmm. Even when I work in a big organizations, when I say I work in big organizations, they have the defense systems. And all, I would say that all these defense systems are pretty good. And we still have security breaches where hackers able to come in yes. because we still have security weaknesses not that we are weak it's also that we are dealing with people who are very smart and intelligent they are very smart they're very intelligent we are not dealing with small picky pockets kind of person you know if you got what i mean if you talk about the physical dangers right you know like i think those just pick and just steal small things it's just the small teeth but mm. when you come to the anyone who can become the cyber criminals, they have this. They are very smart. Yes. They are highly intelligent. They are not the small, small teeth the, who steal only small stuff. Right. You got what I mean? So you know, you must know who you're actually dealing with. And then, you must know what's happening in their world. 
But when you limit and control, how does your child see you? You are the controller. Yes. And they <laughs> Do I want to probably, tell you? They probably don't tell you a lot. Yes. My mom will try to tell me, no, you can't have that. And they just take away. And when you limit and control, you don't have the safe space communications. And the more you limit the control, as your child growing older and become teenagers, 15, mm -hmm. 16s, they also have their identities. They want to have more freedom. And right. for here, when you limit control, you repress their freedom. So it's always a power struggle. It's always a power struggle. And, and the more you do that, you can actually see in you know, some of the forums, you can actually mm -hmm. check some of the parenting forums. You will actually find, you just need to search some of the forums and you maybe search for smartphones, tablets, screen time, internet. And you will see that a lot of them actually share that. I did this, I limit them, I control them, pop, pop, pop. And mm -hmm. they found that, oh, my child actually created Instagram in his friend's smartphone. Mm -hmm. Uh, or they say, uh, okay, you can only use uh, Instagram for private. You cannot connect. And then when you are not seeing, they, they change the setting and they become public. They just find ways to be hiding self. And do you know that there is also apps? <laughs> apps. Uh, uh, that is called calculator. It's not a calculator. Really? No, it's not a calculator. It's actually a hiding app. So when you actually click, you know, if you go to the smartphone, you will see a calculator. And the icon is still calculator. And they, they still perform the function of a calculator. If you add 3 plus 4 equals to what? They will tell you 7. Right? But it's not the real functions. The real functions behind it is actually a hiding word. And when your teenagers or your children actually type the right pin, or perhaps the pin is, I don't know, maybe it's... One, two, three, four. I could be that that's simple. Maybe it's five, six, five, seven, nine, zero. Mm -hmm. Right? That's the right pin. And the calculator will just open the word, which they will tell you what are the things they are hiding. The videos, the pictures, the compositions. Oh. And if you search on the Google, when I actually discovered this, right? When I decide, okay, I should actually do this. I search and I find that, wow. How can I pass parental control? And the search list, the numbers, is huge. No. It means that a lot of children, they are also trying, they are smart. You know, if you think you are smart, they are also smart. They are also trying ways to bypass your right. parental control. That makes sense. Well, I know your focus on this episode is prevention because you are gaining experience and expertise in intervention, do you have a few tips for parents whose child is struggling with addiction now? Please also share stories to provide hope. Yes, yes. Uh, I When I first started and I stick to start to take on clients, I, I was able to help my clients to reduce his son's screen time from all day long to two hours per day. Really? And I also have, yes, yes, it could be done. My compliments. <laughs> yes. And I also have some parents, they, I, I recently, I have another uh, teenager, mm -hmm. uh, parents, uh, his son is 13 year old, 
when she came, her son is literally spending like eight hours a day on the smartphone. Wow, that's a, that's too much time. No, no, it's not the smartphone. It's just tablet and switch. Yeah, he hasn't has a smartphone. And he's already addicted to it, the iPad and the switch. And he just spent all eight hours a day. And she's trying to everything. And and she was able to reduce now to three hours. Very good. Yes. So it is possible to do it. And, and it all comes back to number one. You must, instead of like having conflict with your child, mm -hmm. you must actually turn into your, and you know, when you have conflicts, you dis, you perceive them as enemies. If you go for a war, yeah, you are my enemies. You are, you must listen <laughs> to me, right? Yes. So it's not going to work because when you perceive them as enemies, so you have to change them to become allies working together with you. So you have to change your strategies. You just can't do the same thing. And I was actually shocked when your know, parents come to me and I ask them, okay, what do you do? And it's the same again and again and again. And they just suffer for years. It's like, okay, but you already tried it. It's not working. Why are you trying it again? Right. Limiting and controlling is not going to work. And no matter right. how much you repress, when you repress, the resistance is higher. You don't want to get them the resistance higher. You have to lower the resistance get them to work together with you. That's the right strategies. And that's why I actually promote nurture good screen habits. Nurture screen habits in your child. And when you actually do that, you work together with him. There's a safe space communications. You know, you know what is happening on their online world. Or if let's say they encounter something, they come to you and say, tell you, that I saw this, I'm not sure what to do. Then you can actually come and Together, you guys actually look at it and see what's the problem and how to, can you actually handle handle it. So you want to nurture good screen habits instead of like limiting and control. It's like viewing your child as the enemies and there's always conflict. So you have to change your position, make them your allies, make them your friends. And that's when magic starts to happen. <laughs> so when you say prevention, sometimes there can be early signs of a need for intervention to prevent a more serious problem. Yes, yes. Because if you 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 struggle to set the boundaries in the beginning, right? It's mm -hmm. going to be harder because as your child grows older, they want to you you just can't you know control them as much as you would like because they are like teenagers, they they want to have more freedom. They will try to get away from you know your grip, from your controller, from your controlling right. things. What other risks do children face on social media? I think that is one of the things is inappropriate content because social media is a platform that everybody can publish anything. You you just do not know that what are things that they are consumed. And sometimes it could be not child-friendly. It could be adult materials. It could be about sex. It could be about drugs. Right. Back then in your days, what are you trying to prevent? You're trying to prevent porn. But back then, the porn could be they have to buy magazines, they have to rent the tapes so they can watch it, right? So it's still very easily prevent because they need to have some money. They have to get some people to maybe get together and save some money and right. go and buy the magazines or something like that, right? But now it's free. Right. It's on your phone. So number right. one is about the content. You have no idea what they're actually consuming. 
And second thing is also about the addictiveness of the social media. You know, it's just addictive. You just minus scrolling because there are so much things that you can right. watch. The social media. And the third is also about the image. Because when social media is about my life is good, I'm pretty. Right. I am I'm just good. When your child, when they don't have the maturity and they have low self-esteem and low self-confidence, you got a big problem. And they will think that, ah, I never be good as I will never be beautiful as her. I never be good as her. I never be right. tall. I never be, you know, I never be dash enough. I never be anything enough. Right. Yes. And that's where, you know, a lot of teenagers they become depressed. And now we have this phenomenon called social media depressions. We are so blessed, especially parents, to have your passion in this work, given your expertise in cybersecurity. There is a parent listening who resonates with your message. How can they stay connected with you? They can actually reach me at my uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. I'm more active on my uh, Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. So uh, the the you can actually just find me at Jesse Liu SP, and I'll send you the link so that they can also you know, connect with me on this uh, social media platform. Just send me a message if, and I always publish about my free webinar, my free challenge, and I also have a free Facebook group that I. Uh, talk about this, all this about digital parenting on, uh, it's called digital parenting, reduce screen time. Mm -hmm. You can also join my free Facebook group. It's yeah. called digital parenting dash reduce screen time and connect with me on my Facebook, LinkedIn or Instagram. Very good. Listeners, I'm talking to you now. Jesse's Digital Parenting Video Screen Time Facebook group is the website listed for this episode. You can find the web address for Jesse's Facebook and LinkedIn profiles in the show notes. Jesse, do you have a benevolent call to action to invite listeners to apply what they learned in this episode to keep their child safe? Yes, definitely. Although we say about like nurture good screen habits and you know get your children to be aligned, we still have to install like some uh it's called parental control. Uh that sounds like it doesn't sound like it's still like controlling your child's screen time, but you need to at least block the inappropriate contents from your child so that they would not expose to it. You know, there are a lot of tools out there which you can you can actually just uh you know ban all these inappropriate things Very from good. your child. And then um and have conversations on, you know, and have a look at what they're actually doing online. And you must have some tools so that you know what they're doing online. If not, you're not sure. Because sometimes if you ask them, they may not tell you the truth. So you must also have some tools that you can know that what is happening right now. And then third is also to have the conversations. You know, be open about it and tell them that, okay, I'm actually doing this, but it's not because I want to control you. I actually want to get you to stay safe. And once they understand that and they feel that you are the guy, not the controller, they will be more willing to work together with you. Very good. Thank you so much for being a guest on Embers and Wind. Thank you so much, Keith. I'm so honored to be on uh, this podcast and I hope that I have actually bring value to your audience. You do. Thank you very much.
And thank you for joining us today for this episode of Embers and Wind. We look forward to seeing you again in two weeks. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Embers and Wind. If you enjoyed today, please come back next week. Please also share this episode with a friend. If you've not already subscribed to Embers and Wind, rated this podcast, and written a review, please do this now. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at embersandwind.net. Thank you again for joining us.